Welcome to Zimmerman Podcast, episode 35. Today, I'm sitting down with one of your all-time favorite guests, Catherine Morehouse, my Pinterest manager. Between her soothing voice and incredible insights, Catherine's first episode is one of our most downloaded. That's why I'm so excited to bring Catherine back to share three simple things you can do to start connecting with dream clients who will pay you what you're worth. Catherine and I, we get right to the point with great mindset tips and practical tools to start seeing those dollar signs in your bank account. All right, you ready? Let's do it. Welcome to the Zimmerman Podcast with your host, CEO, wedding professional, educator, and mom, Jessica Zimmerman. In just two years, Jessica went from facing bankruptcy to taking home a six-figure salary. She turned a business-saving $100,000 loan into a million-dollar empire. As a creative entrepreneur, a healthy work-life balance seems just as unattainable as a six-figure income. But Jessica Zimmerman is here to show you it's possible. With the right tools and insider tips and some hard work, your craziest dreams can become your daily routine. If you set some boundaries and commit to healthy changes, you can create a business and a life you love. So let's make your business work for you. Hey, Catherine, welcome back to the podcast. Thanks so much for coming. Hey, thanks so much for having me. It's so good to be back. So I'm really excited about today because we are just going to get straight to the point and we are going to talk about three simple tips to get our listeners booking dream clients and making money. So if you are struggling to book dream clients or any clients at all, Catherine is here today and she has brought three simple tips to start booking clients who value your work and will pay you what you're worth. So Catherine, let's get started. What is tip one? Well, the first one is that you're likely wasting time. Now, I know it may seem like you're spending hours upon hours working every day, trying to find the gaps in your day to do more work in between looking after kids, managing your business, you know, running family and everything. But the question is, are you actually putting in quality time into your business? So oftentimes we think, you know, I've had such a busy day and I didn't even get to the top priorities. And that's often because we checking Instagram, checking our phone, checking email, but those things aren't actually going to help us get the work done that we need to get done. Uh, it's so true. I like to say that it, you're being reactive instead of proactive. And I think that, you know, people who you, it, it comes with the best of intentions, you know, like you think by checking your email that you're being productive when really you're just answering other people's problems and doing their work. You're getting their work done for them. And you've got to start your day first and foremost, you know, with what you need to get done. Gosh, I had seasons where I spent 16 hour days working. And now I spend closer to, you know, six hours a day working, or maybe, you know, some of those days are more like two, um, but they're purposeful. I'm not wasting time. I am proactive instead of reactive. And I only spend about 30 minutes a day checking email. I create a plan for the day. And at the close of the day, I, I figure out what I'm going to do the next day. Like what's the most important thing. And that has been such a game changer because I think it's really, I don't know about you, but I think for me, it's it's really kind of incredible what you can actually accomplish in a short amount of time with no distractions. 
It really is. I mean, the minute that you take away these tasks that, you know, don't really serve a huge purpose in terms of getting you that money and booking those clients and taking your business forward, you end up realizing you actually have so much more time than you thought you had. It's just that you weren't using it productively. And we all like to, I mean, I know this is true for me. I like to Pinterest a whole bunch of productivity tips and time management tips and buy all the planners. (laughs) But then I end up wasting my time looking at Instagram and I don't know about anybody else, but I get stuck in the scroll sometimes and then end up comparing myself. And by the end of, let's say like, sometimes it's 30 minutes, but let's be honest, it's sometimes like an hour. And by the end of that, I feel so terrible about myself because I've been looking at what everybody else is doing and feeling like, I'm so behind. I have no time to do this. I'm not able to get the things done. I want to get done. How are these people doing it? They must have X, Y, Z. When in truth, it's just they are focused on taking action and I'm sitting here wasting my time. You know, I I don't know if you felt that way, but sometimes that happens to me and it just, it's frustrating. And the reality is if we actually look at our schedules and we take a look at everything we're doing and we cut out those unnecessary tasks and we put them in a specific space, like you said, at the end of the day, 30 minutes, you give yourself a short time burst to do that. You end up with a lot of focused hours that can take your business forward. Absolutely. It's so true. It's so true. And I think um, just to give a, a, a quick side tip about that, I think another thing that's super helpful for me is batch working. So today I'm recording, you know, three podcast episodes and I'm going to be doing that in the period of two hours and knocking out three episodes. And so that I have found is a lot more uh, efficient than if I try to do, you know, one episode every few days. It's like, today is my podcast recording day of the week, you know, and I'm just going to knock them out and then, and then get to move on to something else. I have a, a, a member on my team who she has to have a different day for everything. Like Kelly, she can kind of have a list and go back and forth. Her mind is just, she can look at a checklist and go, okay, now I'm on the computer working on this. Okay. Now I'm doing a graphic design. Okay. Now I'm checking email. She can kind of do that. But I have another member of my team, Rachel, who she has to have kind of days like Monday is a a day to be, you know, um, looking at this or or Tuesday is a day to be um, looking to see what the blog needs Wednesday. You know what I mean? Like it's it's um, she has to kind of compartmentalize it. And I think you have to kind of figure out what works for you and just figure out how you can become more efficient and stop wasting time. Okay, that's great. What is um, what is tip number two, Catherine? So the second one is that you have to have a website. Now, I know a lot of people freak out when we say that. I know that it's one of those scary things because you're not a coder, you're not a developer, you're not someone that maybe knows all of that back-end functionality. But the thing is, you don't need to know all of that in this day and age to actually get a website up. But a website is so important because it's where you're sending your clients to. And not only that, but you own it. We all like to think that we want to be on Instagram and become the next influencers or on Facebook or on YouTube. But I've had so many business friends that had their accounts shut down and all of that content that had built up that reputation for them was gone within an instant. Whereas on their website, they own that platform. They're sending people there. They're building up that traffic and they have a place that is housing all of that information, building their credibility over time. Yeah. So, so true. I mean, if I've said it once, I've said it a thousand times. If you want a successful business, you have to have a website. And I think a lot of people are intimidated by that. There's a lot of really gorgeous websites out there. And again, it's something that 
not to get bogged down about or to compare about. It's just the basics. It's the fundamentals. It's the foundation of business. Today, we live in a very online world and we have to have a website. And the other thing that I am excited to talk about through um, our new program, A Winning Website, is that this doesn't have to be difficult. This is just, we are building the foundation of business. And this is something that that we absolutely have to have. And what your website should do, because a lot of people ask, you know, what do I even need to put on it? It needs to answer all the questions. If somebody is asking you the same question over and over again, how can you make sure that that is crystal clear on your website? And I get it. There's going to be people who still are going to ask the question and and that's fine, but you just don't want to wonder, you know, you, you want people to come to your website and feel like all of their questions are answered. And if they ask them again, that's fine. But you want them to feel like, okay, I get a really good idea of what this person does, but also by answering a lot of the questions already on your website, it's going to save you time. You believe it or not, you are not going to have as many people email you questions or send you direct messages on Instagram or on Facebook. One of the things that that we do on on social media is when we get questions about the business, we have an auto reply that comes up that's just like, "Hi, please visit our website and look at the, you know, frequently asked questions, you know, and all of that because the truth is is they're answered right there and I don't need to waste my time trying to, you know, with my thumbs, <laughs> answer, a, answer a question that we've already beautifully explained on the website. So we're able to just send them the link and get them that answer instead of having to just type that out over and over again. Exactly. And you know, that brings us back to point number one about wasting time. It literally just brings us straight back there. If you're wasting your time answering the same question over and over again, again, that's not the best use of your time as the business owner. And when you have a website doing that for you, you have to also realize that there are a lot of people that don't reach out to you to ask those questions. They may not feel confident in that just yet. So by you answering that through your website, you can already help them get to the point of wanting to book you instead of going, well, I don't really know the answer. So let me just go somewhere else where someone is answering the question. So you've got all of these things that your website can do for you. And like you say, with a winning website, it doesn't have to be complicated. And that's exactly what we're trying to help with, uncomplicating the entire process. Yes, absolutely. And I think too, with the website, and I get it, like even mine, I'm now at the point where I I was able to save up enough money to to pay a brand expert, um, Catherine Jo Wakeham of Crim Brands to, to do my website and my branding. And it's it's really beautiful. I love it. But for seven years, I did the best that I could with what I had. And so that's really what a winning website is. It is a program that uh, I wish I had had when I first started that really shows you, here's how we did it. You know, here's how we kind of, you know, uh, faked it till we made it, <laughs> till we made it. We faked it till we made it. But I mean, I booked my first six figure client on that on that uh, website and everything, that one that we just kind of did ourselves and everything. And so um, it's just very simple tips that we'll share with you, you know, how to make that happen. And so do not get scared about that. Do not worry about it. We are going to walk you through that. But once you have a website, we've got to get people to see it. And I think the, the reason why people are focusing so much on Instagram or on social media is because they understand it and it's easy. You know, they just, they go, it was, it was created to be super, you know, user-friendly. They go, they post something and they are hoping that that's all it's going to take. And the truth is 
and uh, Katie Selvage was just on the podcast and she was sharing this and it's so, so true, is that Instagram was not created to sell. Instagram was created for engagement. It was uh, it was created to, you know, to be social with people and, and everything and to share, but it wasn't created to sell. And yes, there might be some instances that there are some accounts that do sell very well, but for the most part, it's really hard to make a platform work in a way that it was never designed to work. And so that's why you need a website and that's why it should be your primary focus. Want to know the first step to booking more clients? You've got to have a website and not just any website, but a site built to book. If you're just starting your business, you're probably wondering how you can share about your work, gain clients, and start making money. The answer to all of these things is your website. When I first started my business, I didn't have the money to pay a professional brand expert to create the brand you see here today, but I didn't have to. I used the resources I had to invest in my business and create a brand that would attract the type of client I wanted to work with, supported by a website that was built to transform searching brides into lifelong clients. If you want a simple guide to how to create a site that books without having to invest thousands in a branding expert before you're ready, you need a winning website. To learn more, go to ZimmermanPodcast.com slash website. That's ZimmermanPodcast.com slash website. So now you've got your website, even if all you've got is your bio and, and you know, one picture. Great. That's okay. We're, we're, we have to start somewhere. It's all about progress. This isn't about things being perfect whatsoever. Just, just one step at a time. That's how we get there. That's how we do it. So now we have our website. What do we do? What's tip three, Catherine? So the next tip is that you need to use Pinterest to get traffic to your website. Now you're going to start with this website, with the bio page, with the one image, and you're going to begin building upon that. And that is really great. You're going to start creating blog posts, maybe gallery sections, product pages, whatever your business is and whatever content you end up putting on your website, you want people to see it. And again, we, we talk about all three tips here. Pinterest is a traffic generator. And just now you were saying, you know, Instagram is more of that engagement place. It's where people go to engage. And that is so true. Instagram and Facebook, they're engagement channels. They're places where you can communicate with your clients. But Pinterest is a traffic generator. It's actually a search engine, which means that people can actually come to your website, see all of your content, engage with you, and you didn't have to do any one-on-one -on -one communication up until that point. So when you look at Pinterest as a traffic generator, you think to yourself, well, if I'm creating content for my website, if I'm putting things on my website, I need to get people there. And the best way to get people there, it's another word is called traffic generation, getting people to your site is basically sending traffic to your site. And you don't want to use an engagement channel as the main traffic generator because that's not what it was intended for. Like you said, it's an engagement place. So Pinterest was intended to drive traffic. And that's why we say the next tip is to use Pinterest to drive traffic to your website, to get eyeballs on your content, on your sales pages, on things like that, so they can get in your inbox and actually book you. 
Yes. Okay. And here's what I think is really fascinating because I know because I used to be there just a couple years ago when people would talk about Pinterest and, and I would think, um, but people aren't actually buying from Pinterest. Sure. They may, they may, and this is because when Pinterest first started, I don't think <laughs> Pinterest is smart, man. Like it is smart. <laughs> yeah. They, I, they knew what they were doing and uh, we are just all fools. We just had no clue. I really thought it was just a place to make uh, vision boards. You know what I mean? Just to like, oh, here's all the couches I like. So I'm going to make a board and it's going to say couches. And here's a, here's a, uh, I, here's all the recipes I want to try. So I'm going to make a board and it's going to say recipes I want to try. You know, it's just a way to like organize those things that we love that we see on the internet. And that's what we all thought. And so a lot of us are still in that mindset because if you have only been a user of Pinterest, versus a uh, using it as a business strategy, that is how you look at it. But let me just say this to you. Okay, as a user of Pinterest, I know that I have gone on Pinterest before. Well, this happened yesterday. So my book is coming out soon, Sleeping with a Stranger, and I am trying to figure out how I want to package that that I can send to some different influencers so they can help me market it, right? So I was just looking, you may, you may have noticed a, a board on there, Catherine. It's a secret board, but it is... Um, it's like uh, sleeping with a stranger packaging or something. And uh, we start pinning different things. And I am just going on there for inspiration, right? I just want to be inspired and see what kind of packaging is out there. Well, I landed on one and I immediately clicked on it, found the person who makes it, emailed them. Like I did not go on to Pinterest with the intention of placing an order. That was not my intention. My intention was to go and to get inspired, to start making a board of things that I loved. But then you see something and you're like, oh man, I need to know more. And you all know you've been there. I've done that before too with, um, you know, I think about like my children's clothing. And if I am sitting down at the computer and I go, I am going to order Stella's Halloween costume right now. Well, then I might I might go to Pottery Barn Kids to the Halloween section and just order the Halloween costume. But if it's um, if, if I'm like I don't really know what she should be for Halloween, and I am going to look up some ideas. Well, then I go to Pinterest and I look up ideas. Well, sure enough, I see something, you know, an owl that's the cutest darn owl I've ever seen, and I click on it, and it takes me to the website and I end up buying it. So I think people think that unless they are sitting down going, I am about to place an order, that people don't end up placing orders through Pinterest. But you do it all the time. Uh, you probably have looked up a, a specific shirt or maybe you've looked up, um, you know, uh, I don't know, some kind of I know people who've looked up things for their own wedding, you know, like bridesmaids gifts or just, again, wanting to be inspired. But then you see something that you're like, oh, I can't live without that. And you click through and then you end up buying it. And I think that I just want to really shout that from the rooftops because I still think that there is a, it, that people aren't seeing it from that perspective. They are, they just see Pinterest as what they initially go in to Pinterest to do and not what the outcome ends up being. 
Exactly. And I think it's about that shift in your mindset, because the reality is, like you said, if you're a user, you see it from the user perspective. And that's what Pinterest wants it to be for the regular users. But the minute you get a business account, the minute you go on there as a business owner, you are coming on as a business. And so you you do actually want the users to go through that thinking process that you went through when you were looking for the book packaging. And as a business owner, you've got to look at that and say, well, I know what they're thinking now because I thought the same thing and they are going to still use it that way. But as a business owner, you have to shift your mindset and realize, well, now I can be the one showing up as inspiration. I can be the one showing up as the place that they visit and then send an email or book something or buy something or sign up for an email list. So you can be in that position instead of it being Pottery Barn or a different business owner that is sharing their content there. So you just, yes, think about your clients in that way. They're the users, but you're the business owner and you use Pinterest differently. And Pinterest has said they want business owners using it as a business. So they are grateful for content creators. They know that Pinterest wouldn't survive if there weren't businesses on there sharing their content because how else are people going to get inspiration? So they know that businesses need to be on there and they want to promote really great businesses and the content that they share. So when you think about using Pinterest to drive traffic to your site, step into the mindset of the business owner, not the Pinterest user when you use Pinterest. Yeah. I'd love to give it a, another example, and this is going to sound a little crazy and random, but my my daughter, Stella, she's six, and she has this little this little Bible study with her and her other uh, little six-year-old friends, and every month they meet and they memorize the Bible verse. And so I am in charge of buying, they have a bag that they carry their Bible in, and, and every month I get them a pin that goes with the verse. And if they recite their verse, they get a pin and, you know, just trying to start teaching the, you know, the discipline of, of work and memorizing and, you know, how work hard you can get things. I will say when I Google searched Bible verse enamel pins, I mean, some things came up, whatever, but when I went on Pinterest and searched for that, I mean, these different things came up and there were, they were from sites that I never would have, I never would have found these sites on my own. Right. Some of them were like Etsy, which is great. But then some of them, like there was one, it was called like eat, pray, slay or something. And then there was another one that was called something. I mean, I never would have found these websites in a million years. And I ended up, you know, when you've got all those girls and pins are like 10 bucks each, I mean, I'm spending 200 bucks a month on enamel pins. And that is something that these small businesses, they are getting my money because of a simple search I'm doing on Pinterest, you know, these small businesses that that's like, there's one business. That's all she does is she sells this one pin. She like, I guess, loved it and had it, had it mass produced and she's just got them. And so if people find her, she sells them, but she's not marketing it. She's not, she's, it's just pinned on Pinterest and people find it. And I think that's freaking incredible. That's amazing. And I think it's so good just to see how how that actually happens from the purchasing side of things. Because like you say, you know, sometimes people think people don't buy on Pinterest, but the reality is they do. And Pinterest has said this multiple times. And when we think of how people use Pinterest, like you've just done, you were saying that you searched for something, you saw an image that you liked, you clicked on it to go to the site, and you were able to either buy it straight away, email them straight away, or you were able to, depending on what it is you were looking for, you were able to learn something straight away or sign up for an email list or buy a course or anything like that straight away. And that is a huge important thing to focus on when we think about Pinterest. Because if you're on Instagram and you have something that you want to be inspired by or you're looking for, like the enamel pin, 
what are you going to do to find someone on Instagram that does that? You're going to probably type in a keyword into Instagram, but then it's going to be really hard sifting through all the accounts the hashtag. and all of their images. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the hashtag search, and then you've got to find maybe an image that because looks most good. Because most people probably aren't even selling it. They're probably just... Yeah. Influences. Yeah. <laughs> most of those people who... If there's a hashtag out there that says enamel pin... Yeah, they're probably not selling it. They're just like hashtagging about it. They bought one or something. And yeah, it's just confusing. But this is why this is so crucial. This is why Pinterest and your website work together. You cannot have one without the other. They work together. And I think, you know, and Catherine really taught me this, really taught me this. And I think there's a couple things. Number one, I hear people say, oh, I don't want to blog. I don't want to do that. I don't really have a big, uh, I don't have a lot of traffic coming to my website. And so if I spend all this time on a blog post, like no, two people are going to see it. And then I, I don't know, I just would rather wait till I have more traffic before I start blogging. And the thing that's fascinating about that is the, I think, I think honestly, it, it's almost comforting is that you can start blogging with zero traffic because as long as you're pinning it, people are going to see it for years to come. They are going to see it as long as you have, you know, um, we have a program called the power of pinning where we teach you, you know, how to use the right keywords and everything. But I have blog posts. I know every time I write a blog post, that that doesn't just mean that whoever sees that today is going to see it. I know that someone three years from now is going to read it. I know someone five years from now is going to read it. And I know that because there are blog posts that I've written five years ago that people see through Pinterest. And I think that, you know, that gives you a lot more, I think, satisfaction and uh, in knowing that this is a longevity thing. It's not going to be an instant oh, I'm going to get, you know, 200 views today. But you might get that over the, over the course of a year, which that's why Pinterest is so amazing because it continually works for you. It's not one and done. Exactly. And when you think about, you know, all the effort that you have to put into Instagram or Facebook, it's a great platform to use. It's definitely something that is great to build that engagement. But the reality is when you are constantly writing new captions and you're doing all of that for the same piece of content, it can get overwhelming and tiring. And how do I say the same thing? 70,000 different ways. Whereas with Pinterest, you're creating multiple images leading to the blog post, yes, but you're keeping the same pin description because the keywords are optimized. And Pinterest says it's okay to use that same pin description. It's okay to use that same caption because they realize that it needs to be relevant. Like your keywords need to be relevant so it shows up in the search for years to come. And so that's the reality is you are sharing this content. It does have that longevity. And if you're sharing new pin images leading to that old content over you know, the next few years, you are going to be getting that kind of traffic. And so there's just, yes, there's time investment, but with everything, there's time investment. But the reality here is that the time investment is less because you don't have to always come up with brand new things. And you, we know we've spoken about this many times, even in the power of pinning, that blogging doesn't have to be as complicated as people think it is. And I think that's the great thing that you teach is how to make it work for your business in the simplest way. And I think with a winning website, it's the same, building a website. We keep it simple. We don't want things to be overcomplicated with Pinterest, with website, with blogging or anything. We want to make sure that you're getting the return that you put in, in terms of time. I 
hope this episode is blowing your mind so far. For years, I hated Pinterest, and I held a grudge for the clients it stole from me when it first came out on the scene. But believe me when I say, Pinterest has earned my forgiveness. Today, I do almost all of my marketing through Pinterest, and I get inquiries from big-budget, ideal clients every single week. If you want to start using Pinterest to get leads and money in the bank, you need the power of pinning. Check it out now at thepowerofpinning.com. And here's what's really beautiful is a winning website is going to be available in April of 2020. And Catherine and I together uh, wrote a program called The Power of Pinning. And what I'm so excited about, because I know that really one does not work without the other. And so in April, we are going to have, you know, we're going to put these two together in a package, which is going to be really amazing. And um, I think for anyone out there who is just starting a business or they're you're working on a side hustle or you're home with a couple of babies and you've got this uh, this one, you know, hobby or craft or passion that you're wanting to get out there, guys, this is the least expensive and most um, impactful way to really get people to see your work. And I just wanted to share really quickly a, um, and, and last year we had a program called the power of pinning for wedding professionals. And this year we've got the power of pinning and it's for any, any industry and a winning web website is for any industry. And so I really, really love that. Um, and the beautiful thing with the power of pinning is Catherine walks you through it. So you get to hear her beautiful voice rather than my, um, Southern draw, <laughs> um, which is really lovely. But I got this message the other day on Instagram. It says, hi, Jessica. I just got an email from a potential client with a budget for $20,000. They found me on Pinterest. I am so happy. Thank you. And thank Catherine for all of your guidance. Goodness, I needed it. And then she went on to say how she had just done it, you know, the free version for a very long time and, um, or not a very long time. When did she buy this? She bought this in, I guess it was about eight months ago. She bought this program and she did the free version. And then just the other day she experimented and she spent $13. Okay. $13. That's what two coffees from the coffee store, but she spent $13 promoting two different pins. She got 83 clicks to her website. And then through that, she got another inquiry for a client who had a budget of $10,000. That's, I mean, you can't get that kind of return on investment anywhere else. Okay. So thank you guys for listening. Those are Catherine's three simple tips to booking dream clients and making more money. Thank you, Catherine, so much for your wisdom and for taking time to just remind us of how important those three things are and um, and how those really are going to be helpful in us booking clients and making money for our businesses. I cannot thank you enough. I hope you loved this episode of Zimmerman Podcast with Catherine Morehouse. If you want to learn more, make sure you check out the Pinterest course I created with Catherine at thepowerofpinning.com. Don't forget to tune in this Thursday to catch a new episode of my limited edition miniseries, Under the Cover where I share the behind-the-scenes details of my book writing process. Sleeping with a Stranger releases May 7th, and I can't wait for you to read it. Until next time. If you loved what you heard today, even if you liked it a lot, you should subscribe and leave a review. 
We'll see you back here next time in the Zimmerman Podcast.